The forces of progress in the first fundamental framework of Greenline development. We believe that everyone wants to make progress and that the customer defines that progress. Progress could be the situation to a problem or simply a better way of doing something. And we want to understand why and how people make progress. Forces of progress is included as a fundamental fundam is a foundation of Greenline development because it helps us stay focused on our consumers. So let us take a deeper dive. The forces of progress show us that the si in situations where we want to make progress, accomplish something, or solve a problem, there are forces that keep us that move us towards that progress and forces that keep us back from that progress. Let's familiarize ourselves with the picture of the forces of progress. progress. As you can see, at the top there's the old way of doing things, the new way, and the stick figure that represents the person that has to choose whether to make the progress or continue on the old way of doing things. Progress is the new way. In addition, there are four quadrants labeled push, pull, anxiety, anxiety and habit. We will describe these quadrants in a couple of minutes. You can also see the light bulb, which represents the idea of progress that someone wants to make. In addition, there's wavy lines separating the top two quadrants from the bottom two quadrants. We call, the, we call this the water line. The top two quadrants are the forces of the driving or are the forces that drive you towards change. Progress or the new solution. <laughs> the first quadrant is labeled push. We define push as an external external force that is pushing you to consider the new idea. This force can be often or can often be defined as defining movement or event that causes you to realize a change needs to be made. The second quadrant is pull. We define the pull as an external desire or internal desire that make the new idea attractive. This force often results in the ambition to impress yourselves or others. The bottom two quadrants are the force that are holding you back from making decisions or progress. The third quadrant is anxiety. We define anxiety as the internal emotion, fears, uncertainty, uncertainty that keeps us from making a progress. The fourth quadrant is habit. We define habit as an excuse not to change or make progress because we are comfortable doing it the old way. Please keep in mind that the forces can be either rational or irrational. The reason the waterline separates the top quadrant from the bottom quadrant is to draw your attention to the fact that as product developers and marketers, we are typically aware of the push and pulls required to make progress, but often we are completely unaware of the anxieties and habits that are working against progress. It is important to understand that even though we typically do not see the undertow of anxiety and habit, they are there and can sweep us out to sea if we are not careful. Now that we have explained the framework and given you definitions, you got it, right? No. I know that's not right. First, I only gave you a brief overview and, de and definitions. You can't learn something this important that easily. Also, you are now. Also, there are forces at work on you right now. The biggest is anxiety, and it just increases. And I just increased your anxiety. Let me take a shot at summing up what your anxiety might sound like. Oh my gosh, this is a big deal. He only gave me a little bit of information, and if I don't get this, and if I don't get this, I won't get Greenline. And my manager thinks Greenline is important. 
So let's try to ease some of that anxiety by looking at the story of a man named Tony and plotting some of the forces that he may play in his situation. Tony is in his early 30s. He's getting married in eight months in the Bahamas, and his wife wants him to look good at the altar. He recently had an annual physical, and his doctor told him that he is approximately 25 pounds overweight. In addition, his father had a heart attack in 47. With these factors in mind, Tony ponders the idea to lose weight. Now let's talk about the forces of progress that influence Tony's decision decisions to lose weight. Look at the forces of the diagram. Let's fill in some of the possible forces at play. What forces are pushing Tony to lose weight? Some of those might be the doctor telling him to lose weight, his fiance wanting him to look good in the photos, and his wedding is in eight months. What are some what forces are pulling Tony to lose weight? He doesn't want the same health problems as his father. He is fearful that being overweight might lead to a heart attack. Tony wants to look good for his wedding. He wants to feel better and about how he looks in the mirror. And he wants his knees to stop hurting. What anxiety can be holding Tony back from making progress? He isn't sure if he can lose weight. He doesn't have time to exercise. He, uh, how can he afford to buy a whole new wardrobe? Diet food tastes terrible. He doesn't like feeling ang or hungry. It makes him agitated. And he's afraid of people will think of him at the gym. What habits does Tony have that, will, uh, that uh, he will have to break in order to make progress? He doesn't like to exercise. He likes to sleep in the morning. He likes eating meat and carbs. And he doesn't, and he does not want to have to give up desserts. As you can see, each of us experiences the four forces of progress to varying degrees in every situation that we face. As product developers, it is important to understand that forces of progress at play in our consumer's mind when we develop the product and, act and decide how to market it. I hope that helps explain forces of progress better. If you want further practice force diagrams, check out our video where we will several situations and fill out force diagrams for you and comparing and contrast with. In addition to the forces of progress, there are three fundamental drivers of good product development. The three drivers of good product development are building blocks for green line development are strategic clarity, clear transition of consumer insight, and insensitive technical designs. How do we define the drivers of good product development? Firstly, strategic clarity means that we know the overall strategy of our division portfolio and how this project fits into overall in the overall strategy. Without strategic clarity, we will not be able to properly allocate internal and external resources and it will be very difficult to promote one pr project over another. In essence, strategic clarity is like a sporting team, for instance a football team. If the general manager or owner has a different strategy than the coach on how to win games, uh, then the team will not be successful. Also, if the players do not fit the strategy of the coach or GM, the team won't be successful. Secondly, clear transition translation of consumer insight means that we understand the consumer struggling 
the consumers' struggling moments, and the force of progress that influence their decisions to make progress. It also means that we understand the criteria that the consumer will use to make hiring and firing decisions about the product and how to measure our ability to deliver on the criteria required by the consumer. This is similar to when someone is buying a new computer. Uh, first, they state they want a fast computer. Well then, we must be able to truly understand the word fast and be able to relate to the consumer. Does fast relate to being on the internet or when loading a movie? We must decide whether the language of the consumer, or we must understand the language of the of the consumer before we can deliver on their specific needs. Finally, insensitive tech, or incess. Finally, insensitive technical design means that we understand the product system, the function of the system, and how the system delivers on the effect desired by the consumer. Insensitive technical design will minimize the variation of the criteria characteristics even when exposed to variables beyond our control. For example, when a manufacturer designs a new phone, in order to the, for the phone to be durable, the design of the phone must be able to withstand elements as dropping the phone on the ground. This is why many drop tests are used when designing phones to attempt the phone to attempt to make the phone insensitive to uncountable variables. Now that we covered a couple of the fundamental of Greenlight Developments, I want you to hear a story from Bob Mesta, founder of the WeWire Group, on how Greenlight Development got its start here at WeWire Group.